This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm Charles Payne. I'm Martha McCallum. I'm Greg Jarrett, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Monday, September 5th, 2022, I'm Eben Brown. Vladimir Putin's reign in Russia is much more like the Soviet leaders of old and far less what Mikhail Gorbachev had envisioned for the post-Soviet Russia he engineered. Putin wants it like it once was. It was the loss of status because Russia, you know, deems it, itself as a, as, a, as a strong state and all of a sudden it was no more. This is the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Enemies and allies of Vladimir Putin have reached grisly fates in the recent weeks. It reads like a spy thriller, but it is very real, and it's much different than what many would have imagined after the fall of the Soviet Union when Mikhail Gorbachev had tried so hard to dismantle not just Soviet communism, but also Soviet totalitarianism. Gorbachev is the opposite of Putin. And in fact, Putin is now undoing everything that Gorbachev has achieved. Rebecca Koffler is the author of Putin's Playbook, Russia's Secret Plan to Defeat America. She's a former officer with the U.S. Defense Intelligence Agency. Gorbachev tried to democratize Russia and... Putin is now tightening government control. Russia is basically totalitarian again. Gorbachev ended the Cold War. Putin has launched a new Cold War with the United States and the West by attacking Ukraine. Everybody hates, you know, Russia right now. Uh, Putin essentially is reconstituting the Soviet Union or reintegrating the post-Soviet states back under Russian control. Gorbachev's policies led to the collapse of the USSR. And the irony is, Eben, is that Gorbachev is disliked in Russia. The, his, the, the perception of Gorbachev in Russia are diametrically opposed to the perception in the West because the Russians don't understand, you know, because they had a really bad experience with the way that um, capitalism and democracy were implemented in Russia. And since I'm Russian-born, I remember very well when Gorbachev came to power. It's funny that you mentioned that uh, the image or the memories that Russians have of Gorbachev is is diametrically opposite from how Americans remember him. Americans think I uh, quite warmly, I think, of Gorbachev. Uh, they, uh, if they're old enough, they remember the, the gentle, friendly ribbing between him and President Reagan, 
And I think the the American recollection of the fall of the Soviet Union kind of ends when Boris Yeltsin was up on the tank. Uh, They don't they don't know much about those years after where things didn't go so well. The the shining light didn't necessarily come down on on Moscow and, and people still suffered after that. And would you say that those conditions led to where they are, where things are now in Russia? Exactly, uh, Eben. So here's what happened after the collapse of the Soviet Union. Uh, Basically, the communists who were in charge overnight became the capitalists because who was in a position to grab all those industries? They were, right? They orchestrated the biggest scam in world history, uh, the so-called privatization, okay? And this is why all of these conglomerates right now, uh, Gazprom, Rosneft, you know, the oil and gas uh, industries, they are sort of like a quasi-state enterprises directed by Putin's members of Putin's inner circle. Okay, so it was the same people who were in charge, except they had a different name. They were capitalists, right? And the ordinary Russian people, the rank and file, they had nothing. And I remember at that point, you know, I was already in the United States, by the way, thanks to Gorbachev loosening the borders, because before we could not travel. I'm Russian born, as you know. And, and, and so I was already in the U.S. I came in 1989, but I had to go back in 1993 after the collapse of the uh, Soviet Union uh, because my mother died courtesy of the uh, free socialist uh, medical care. And so my parents were so poor at that point because they had to sell absolutely everything out of the house. We had an enormous library, my mother's jewelry. So because the country collapsed and there was an incredible, you know, financial devastation of the that ordinary people experience. And also it was total chaos and crime. And this is what the Russians, unfortunately, associate with democracy, because at that point, the West was welcoming and basically praising the collapse of the Soviet Union. But for them, it was the loss of status because Russia, you know, deems itself as as a strong state. And all of a sudden, it was no more. And that's what shapes their perception of Gorbachev. The big boogeyman of the Soviet Union was always communism, at least that's how it was portrayed. But you could almost argue that communism really wasn't it. It was the totalitarianism that was associated with it. And and that's what resurfaced, really, with Vladimir Putin. We're we're back to the point where there's state surveillance again. There's, There's a crackdown on dissent. Uh, and and with that comes a, a demagogue who has a, a problem even with his own inner circle trusting people. And we're talking about Vladimir Putin. Uh, and with that comes things like political assassinations. And there have been uh, two deaths recently, which people are wondering, were they assassinations? One, the daughter of perhaps someone who is really a close ally but the other, uh, a known critic uh, who had been living in the United States, turns up dead very, very mysteriously. Let's talk about the two of those and why they're so peculiar. 
Of course. Well, first, let's talk about the so-called jumper. This is what the Washington, D.C. police uh, called the um, the Putin critic who is Soviet-born and he lived in the United States in exile, effectively. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, mysteriously, he jumped off of uh, his high-rise apartment building in an upscale neighborhood of Washington, D.C. And so, um, interestingly, I noticed that particular death because of my intelligence background. And um, I know that these deaths, even though the investigators deemed it a tragic accident and uh, no foul play uh, is suspected, but this is standard Putin's playbook. What do I mean by that? I don't mean to say, you know, that this was exactly, you know, uh, done on Putin's orders because we don't know that yet, but it is tradecraft, Russian intelligence tradecraft called the wet affairs or spilling of the blood. It's um, basically assassinations, poisonings, forced uh, suicides, uh, tragic accidents and those kinds of things. And if you remember, since Putin came to power, we had a number of those. Alexander Litvinenko, you know, was poisoned in Great Britain. There's a series of those. And that is why I am very, very suspicious about that particular death. We've been speaking with Rebecca Koffler. She is the author of Putin's Playbook, and she is also a retired intelligence officer with the Defense Intelligence Agency. Here on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine, we'll have more with Rebecca straight ahead. Let's talk about Daria Dugina. She was young. She she really uh, was a rising media star in Russia. She was the daughter of perhaps... Putin's most closest of allies, the, his, the man they called his brain, essentially, his philosophical guru, if you will. Um, who, who could have, and, and this death is just like straight out of a spy novel, like, like Tom Clancy couldn't have written a better, uh, a better scene here uh, in the most gruesome of ways. She was killed in a car bombing with her father, this prominent man, looking on. It's, it's very bizarre. Uh, what do you make of that? That's another very suspicious one. And the Russians, of course, immediately uh, blamed Ukrainians uh, for it. And in fact, they um, were parading this video all over the Russian media of Ukrainian woman Natalia Vovk, who ostensibly traveled to Moscow and arrived on the 23rd of July with her 12-year-old daughter checked in in the same uh, hotel as Daria Dugina. So I describe all of this in uh, in my editorial on the New York Post. And so we do not know exactly, really. Obviously, we cannot trust the Russian FSB and the uh, domestic security services and whatever their assessment is. Uh, it's unclear at this point who exactly is behind this particular death. Uh, my intelligence assessment is that um, Putin himself, you know, and his um, henchmen, so to speak, are unlikely behind this death, right? Why? Because Daria Dugina, as you said, she is the daughter of Alexander Dugin, who whose philosophy underpins the entire doctrine and strategy 
that Putin's um, intelligence services have developed that seeks to undermine the United States um, and to stage an internal collapse and foment discord and all of that. And so it's unlikely that uh, Putin would kill the child of a mother Russian nationalist compatriot, striking at the heart of the very ideology that underpins his war in Ukraine. Okay, but we don't know whether there is um, there are actually saboteurs, the Russians call them, in Russia, because this death that are pro-Ukrainian, right, whether Ukrainian special forces were able to orchestrate it, because remember, this particular death comes on the heels of mysterious explosions within Crimea that Russia annexed back in uh, 2014, and the explosions um, detonated depot, ammunitions, um, other kinds of logistics supplies, uh, communication lines. And so it is possible that uh, we are seeing right now the battlefield migrating behind the enemy lines because on the battlefield, it's a stalemate uh, right now. So not clear at this point who did that one. More mysteries and more mysteries, which is sort of the name of the game. Rebecca Koffler, retired intelligence officer from the Defense Intelligence Agency. You're also the author of Putin's playbook, Russia's secret plan to defeat America. Now, of course, in paperback. Thank you once again for joining us on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. Pleasure to be here. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com. 